Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where every week we talk about world football. What else is there to talk about during this pandemic? But we actually have world football back now, even though some of the fans are back in the stadiums. Uh, for the most part, uh, we're trying to get them back uh, on a regular basis. So anyway, this past week has been uh, kind of eventful, even though it was Christmas week. Uh, PSG kind of led the headlines in events uh, going on. Thomas Tuchel, the coach of PSG, given his... Uh, packing slip, you might say, on Christmas Eve of all days, although they didn't make it official till a couple of days later. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino, that name sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, he's the Argentinian with the Italian name, most recently in charge over there at Tottenham Hotspur. Well, he's going to take over at, uh, at PSG. He's got his uh, work cut out for him because this is a, a club that's kind of in flux right now. Remember back on the 13th of December, they lost to Lyon 1-0. Then they beat Lorient, which they were supposed to. Then they uh, got tied up by Lille, who's uh, currently at the top of the table there in uh, France at 0-0. And then they got a good thumping in on Strasbourg, which uh, most of the league seems to do. So at this point, PSG has a new uh, leader at the top. Uh, What kind of a philosophy is he going to bring? And how is he going to use Neymar in the situation? I think Neymar needs needs to be a little more involved in the offense. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Now, PSG has got a rather important game coming up on January 13th. Uh, Many people outside France don't know about this, but it's the Trophy of Champions. It's going to be played against Marseille. Again, that's January 13th. This is a pride thing in France, and so um, guys at PSG need to step up if they want to make an impression, okay? Uh, Pochettino, I think, understands the the, uh, importance of this game, so he'll uh, he'll get the team ready for sure. Uh, They play Barcelona on February 16th in the Champions League round of 16, that game at Camp Nou down in Barcelona. Not an easy task. It would be an even uh, more difficult task if Camp Nou had fans in the stadium. But at this point, uh, just playing in Camp Nou against Barcelona, well, that's kind of a high thing to ask for. But PSG has got to show that they are champions, and they are. They have a great team. Uh, Don't get me wrong. PSG is a really good team, and they need to kind of get their chemistry a little more uh, on in line, you might say, and uh, get things going. So let's see how Pochettino does at PSG, another era for the Paris-based club. Now, Everton and Man City, uh, that match was postponed on Monday because of COVID, a COVID outbreak. Uh, two players from Man City, along with two staffers, uh, tested positive. Now, the two players were Gabriel Jesus and Kyle Walker. Both are said to be doing okay. Uh, Two staff members were not identified. Game has not been rescheduled. It will be rescheduled according to the uh, Premier League, uh, but no date has been set at this point. Now let's move on to the Bundesliga real quick where, you know, we've always got drama going on. And FCFV Mines of uh, the Bundesliga close to signing, looks like a Danish guy, Bo Svensson, as their new coach. He's currently in the second division over in Austria. Svensson's a pretty sharp player. Did a little research on him. He's got, got, got apparently got a good mind. Now, Roven Schroeder, who was the coach of Mines, uh, has been let go. He was dismissed a couple of days before the Christmas break. Mines down toward the bottom of the Bundesliga table. So, of course, they could use some help, obviously. Uh, this January transfer window coming up, I foresee as being one of the more active ones in recent memory because there's a lot of teams out there who are looking to make big moves. And so uh, the January transfer window is going to be really interesting to watch. We will try to keep on top of it, although sometimes it has a tendency to get away because of all that's going on. Now, also in the Bundesliga, we got Schalke still down at the bottom of the table having their problems, but they seem to be trying to get around to the right way to to head the team. 
And uh, it looks like Christian Gross may be uh, getting that position as head coach. Uh, you remember they let their coach go and let a couple other people go uh, by the, uh, before the break. Schalke is still trying to figure out their uh, financial problems as well and try to get themselves into a position where they can maybe get out of relegation, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Okay, Serie A has some movement in the top 10 from the past week. This is really quite quite interesting. Serie A is going to, I think, turn out to be the league to watch in Europe uh, as we come down the stretch toward May, because uh, there's some teams in here that are that I really I can't I, I can't believe that these coaches are getting uh, this kind of play out of these players because these guys are not even known uh, for the most part. So let's take a look at Serie A to start our uh, trip around Europe. Uh, AC Milan currently still up top at 34 points, but uh, they're uh, Friends, you might say, across town. Uh, friends, oh, I don't know about that. But anyway, Inter Milan, 33 points in second place. Then Roma has moved up to third uh, place. Uh, they made a good move this week. Sassuolo, look at this team. This is a team, I, I keep talking about this team, and I, I just watch them, and they're, ma- they're amazing. Sassuolo now in fourth place. This is a team that was in the middle of the table most of the uh, past couple of years. And now they're in fourth place in Serie A. This is just amazing. Sassuolo, 26 points. Then Napoli right behind them at 25. Uh, Juventus has dropped to sixth place in the Serie A. Hmm. Then seventh place, Atalanta. Eighth place, Lazio. Ninth place, Verona. And then 10th place, get this, Benevento has moved up to 10th place in Serie A. Filippo Inzaghi doing a great job at Benevento. You talk about a guy who has uh, got a payroll that uh, rivals uh, less than peanuts. Uh, Benevento is the team to watch, folks. Uh, this is a, this is a fairy tale team, okay? Uh, you've got Ivan Zurich at Verona, who's doing a great job, too. He's got them in ninth place. Uh, Verona is giving some people some problems. And so this is really kind of interesting. Now, Udinese, remember last week, was in 10th place. They've dropped to 12th because they had a couple of bad games. But for the most part, uh, Udinese is still up there in the top 15, which for Udinese is pretty good in Serie A. But Benevento with Inzaghi at the helm. My goodness, 10th place, okay? But let's go back to Juventus for a minute. This past week, they suffered a humiliating loss. They were at home against uh, against uh, the team from, Fior- uh, from uh, Flor- Florence, Fiorentina. So the game's going along. Fiorentina gets the first goal three minutes in. So they're up three uh, or one nothing in the third minute. They're being they're they're playing the game in Torino, okay, Juventus's home stadium, and uh, all of a sudden uh, Juventus is down. So they start playing going, playing a little harder, a little harder. Well, Quadrado gets a little out of hand, and in the 18th minute is shown a red card, and off he goes. So Juventus is down to 10 men. They're at home. You got uh, what? How much of a soccer game? Three quarters of a soccer game to go. And you're down to this team who is down toward the bottom of the table, 1-0. Well, in the next uh, 80 minutes or so, uh, Fiorentina gets two goals and wins the game 3-0 at uh, Juventus' stadium. Talk about an embarrassment. Oh, my goodness. And what uh, basically Fiorentina did was that after Juventus got the red card, they just started playing very, very physical. Okay? They figured, we got nothing to lose. We're now basically on an even keel with Juventus because uh, when Juventus is 11-11 with us, uh, we feel like we're, you know, they're, they're, they're better than us. So at this point, okay, so we've got one man better than Juventus. So they started playing physical, and it shows in the fouls. There were 17 fouls called against Fiorentina with four yellow cards. I'm surprised that they didn't get a red card out of the deal, but, hey, they, they were living lucky, I guess. 
So, uh, but you know, when you have when you have ten men, and I'm sure the Juventus was was thinking about this. When you have ten men, I was always taught that you let the ball do the work. Okay, you go out there, you 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 get into your uh, defensive posture, so to speak, and you take the opportunities when they come to you. And the opportunities come to you when you let the ball do the work. Okay, you do force, you do uh, you know play play tighter, but you also have to let the ball do the work and don't want to wear yourself out. Okay, so Juventus apparently just kind of panicked, uh, threw their hands in the air, maybe pulled some hair out, and uh, well, it all went to went down the drain. So three nothing was the final score for Fiorentina, one of the biggest wins in their history of their club, as they beat Juventus in Torino. Wow. So Juventus finds himself in uh, sixth place in the table and uh, hopefully can move up here in the next couple of weeks. Moving on now to La Liga. Well, Atletico Madrid continues to sit on top, but Real Madrid is right there with them with 32 points each. Now, again, you have to understand that in Madrid, when this is going on, you've got some definite lines being drawn uh, throughout the city. Okay, Uh, These are two teams that are very, very... um, how should I say this, enthusiastically supported, that would be the kind way to say it. Uh, This is a very uh, to-the-death type of uh, situation. And so uh, I look for a really amazing finish uh, with La Liga. Okay, so 32 points, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid right now. Real Madrid 5-0 this past week. Real Sociedad, 26 points. They have fallen out of first place, have had some uh, bad uh, games. So they now find themselves six points out of first place. Villarreal. This team is just amazing. They keep coming up with, you know, they, they, they do what they have to do to get the job done. 1-0-4 in this past week. That is not bad. One win, four ties. Okay? So what are you looking at? You're looking at, what, seven points. That <laughs> works for me. No losses, which is just, whoo, that's amazing. So Villarreal with Unai Emery uh, steering the ship, uh, doing a great job. They're at 26 points. Then Barcelona is behind them at 24. They were 3-1-1 one, one for the week. Sevilla at 23, Granada at 21, and Celta de Vigo went 4-0-1 this past week. Four wins and a tie. That's not bad. And Celta de Vigo is another team that operates basically on peanuts. And so uh, they're moved up. Then you've got Real Betis. Now, I told you on this broadcast several months ago when Manuel Pellegrini got hired at Real Betis that Real Betis was fixing to get in to the upper echelon of La Liga. I told you that. And guess what? They're now in ninth place in La Liga. Pellegrini's got this team playing very well. Yeah, it took a while for them to kind of get into the Pellegrini frame of mind, but uh, this guy knows how to communicate with players. He knows what buttons to push. He's very smart, and he's got Real Betis in ninth place in La Liga. Let's see what happens from here. I just think that there's going to be some more things going on, and then we might have Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid at the top. We also might have Sevilla and Real Betis right there behind them with two very, very – How can we say enthusiastic rivalries going on, right? Okay, then down in 10th place, we've got Atletico Bilbao from the Basque Country. They're at 18 points. Don't count them out. That's a good team also. So uh, La Liga is looking real good right now, real exciting. So is Serie A. I mean, to tell you what, this is getting shaping up to be probably the greatest uh, finish in some time uh, for uh, European football. And this is all happening after a pandemic. I mean, it just just boggles the mind. Okay, let's move on to Ligue 1. Dans la France, s'il vous plaît. All right, very good. Uh, Lyon, 36 points, first place. But guess what? Lille is right there, too, at 36 points, second place. This is two good teams, and they are really showing the league how it's done. PSG in third place at 35. 
They're right behind. Now, while, even though Tuchel got fired, okay, you still got PSG just one point out of first place. Understand that the pressure in France is a, is a little bit bigger, I think. And when PSG doesn't perform in Paris, oh, my word, you know, things, you know, people start running around and you know, wondering what's going on, and they start having ulcers and all this bit. So PSG is at 35 points, third place, um, but they're only one point out of first place. Then Rennes. Renz, of all teams, is in fourth place with Julian Stefan. I mean, this guy is really smart and knows how to run a team, and he is doing a great job with this team at Renz. Fourth place, 31 points. Fourth place in one of the best leagues in the world. Wow. Okay, Marseille is in fifth place at 28. Monaco, 27 points. Very uh, respectable, but could come up a little bit higher. Then Lawns. With Frank Highs at the at the helm, boy, Lons has just come out of nowhere, and they're now at twenty seven point seventh place in league. Oh, amazing! Uh, congratulations to Frank Highs; he's doing a great job there. Montpellier at twenty seven and eighth place. I'll say Angers at twenty seven points in ninth place, and then Metz has moved up into tenth place at twenty three points in league. Oh, now it's a couple of uh, games coming up that are kind of important in league. Oh, and could determine. Uh, who's going to move where in, as far as the top 10 is concerned. And you got Lyon at home against Lens on January the 6th. Also, Lille is going to host Angers. So there's four teams right there that are in the top 10 that are, you know, <laughs> need to you know get something done. And you got Lorient, who's out of the top 10. They're going to be hosting Monaco on January 6th. Monaco's got a chance to make some ground with three points there. So three games on January 6th in Ligue 1 that will be very, very important to that top 10 in the league. Let's talk about the Bundesliga. Well, Bayern Munich still on top at 30 points, and they were 3-0-2 for the week. Leverkusen at 28, then Leipzig at 3-0-2 for the week. Also, they're at 28 points, so you got three teams within two points of first place. Now, Leipzig is going to play Dortmund on the ninth. That's a very important game because Dortmund is just uh, in fifth place. Wolfsburg separates uh, between uh, them and uh, Leipzig. So uh, Dortmund is still uh, going along without uh, Eric Holling, but is treading water at this point. I understand that one player does not make the team, but when you've got a guy like Holland who is so important up front and can do so much, not only does he score, but he passes, he traps the ball well, he can trap the ball on the run. I've seen him take the ball out of the air, put it on his feet, and not lose a stride and put, score a goal. This guy is amazing. So when he comes back, Dortmund will be back in the mix, and still they're in, still in the mix right now at, you know, at fifth place, but I know they want to be higher. So Dortmund's at 22 in fifth place. Then you've got Union Berlin, uh, who continues to hold their uh, own, basically they're in the top 10 in the Bundesliga. They're at 21 points, and they've got Wolfsburg coming up on the ninth and Leverkusen coming up on the 15th. So they've got two stiff tests coming up um, here in the next uh, month. Uh, that's Union Berlin. Now, Stuttgart is right behind them at 18 points, but just three points out. So Stuttgart's going to have to you know, keep, uh, keep going because they need to uh, kind of keep the acceleration going on their season. Mochen Gladbach at 18 points. Then Eintracht Frankfurt holding steady at nine, uh, ninth place with 17 points. Then we have Freiburg. SC Freiburg has slipped into the top 10. At the Bundesliga, they were 3-0-2 this past week. That's right, three wins, two ties. And they're going to play at Bayern Munich on the 17th. Big game for them. If they can 
you know, possibly win that game or at least come away with a tie, they could still keep uh, a good uh, foothold in the top 10 of the Bundesliga. Congratulations to SC Freiburg doing a great job uh, with very little to work with, really. Okay, looking at the EPL. Well, we've got Liverpool with 32 points up top, and then Leicester City behind them at 29. The Foxes uh, still holding very well. Of course, Jamie Vardy keeps them going, and he's just an amazing player. There's nothing more to be said. He's, he's you know, captain of what he does, all the stuff for the English national team, but he's got Leicester City in second place, basically. Okay, then Carlo Ancelotti told you at the top of this broadcast about several months ago when Ancelotti got hired at Everton that he was going to have Everton up in the top of the part of the EPL. Look where they are right now, third place. And Hamas Rodriguez is still nursing an injury, okay? And he's got Everton at 29 points in third place, okay? They had four. They have four wins in a row. They're the hottest team right now in the EPL. And they're going to play West Ham, David Moyes' hammers, on the 1st of uh, January. That will be a great game because those are two excellent coaches. So um, I look for Everton and West Ham to have a great game on New Year's Day. And can Everton keep their winning streak alive? David Moyes is going to have something to say about that for sure. Man United is in fourth place at 27 points, holding steady. Aston Villa had a uh, tie on uh, Monday. Uh, They uh, gained a point, and Dean Smith has got them playing some intense football. Uh, They're at 26 points. Chelsea at 26. That's who they tied. And so uh, Lampard's got this team playing really well. Now, the other day, they had a hiccup. Uh, Chelsea had a bad hiccup. Uh, They went up against Arsenal. You know Arsenal's having its problems. They're down toward the bottom of the table. They're like, what, five points clear maybe of relegation, more or less, which is really kind of sad and kind of surprising. Uh, Mikel Arteta's doing all he can. But, um, hey, you know, this is what happens. Um, And so Chelsea goes up against Arsenal on Boxing Day. And Arsenal cleaned their clock. I watched the game. Arsenal was on the move and on point with what they did. Their passes in the midfield were sharp. They knew where to find the open man. Their movement off the ball was spectacular. Chelsea was just running around dizzy, unfortunately. So Arsenal came away from that game 3-1. to 3-1 to one victory, well-deserved. Uh, Lampard, apparently, after the game, had the Chelsea players in the locker room and let them have it and said, look, guys, you know this ain't going to fly. And so the day they came out, played a better game, uh, you know, let me tell you, Dean Smith's got Aston Villa riding high. This, this team basically is playing a little bit over, I think, its level because uh, Aston Villa is a good team. They've got good players, but they're not the team that you would find at the top of a, of a league uh, in, in Europe. And so Aston Villa and Dean Smith doing a great job. So um, Aston Villa and Chelsea right now tied in the EPL at 26 points. Now, Tottenham Hotspur has fallen off grace. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you remember they were in first place a couple of weeks ago. Now they've fallen down to seventh. Um, so Josie Mourinho is not going to stand for this. He's going to make some changes, do whatever he's got to do. They've got a chance to redeem themselves on the 30th. They're going to play Fulham. Now, I'm not saying Fulham is a terrible team. I'm saying Fulham is not up to the level of a Tottenham Hotspur team. And Tottenham should be able to handle the team. Now, again, <laughs> I, 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 we are finding out that in professional sports, on any given day, any team can beat another team. You know, if Fulham comes out and they're on their game, Tottenham's going to have their hands full, okay? So Tottenham and Fulham on the 30th. Uh, Tottenham right now 0-1-2, their last three games. That's right, no wins, one tie, two losses. I don't remember a Josie Mourinho team going like that ever for a while. So 0-1-2 right now for Tottenham. Let's see if they can get that ship righted. Man City with... uh, Man City's going right behind them with 26 points as well. Then Southampton, 25. And West Ham with David Moyes at 22. 
and uh, they're in 10th place. So the EPL is uh, looking good uh, with uh, their races, but uh, you know, there's still some things to be decided. I, I think Liverpool has got, uh, you know, Klopp has got this team thinking in, in typical Klopp fashion. Klopp does not take anything uh, lightly. He does it seriously, and uh, he's got this team uh, always focused when they hit the pitch. So I look for Liverpool to keep that uh, top spot. Uh, they had a little hiccup there for a while where they kind of slipped, but now Leicester City is right there. But Leicester City, uh, very good team. But, you know, how, how's it going to play out? It's going to be interesting. But you know what? The wild card is going to be Everton. Everton with Ancelotti is just an amazing thing. They get James back, and whew, who knows what could happen. So um, don't forget, on the 1st of January, on New Year's Day, Everton and West Ham, that's going to be a game to watch. I guarantee you, you will not uh, regret watching that game for sure. Serie A, I'm still watching. I watch it every day. This is an amazing league. Uh, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Roma, and Sassuolo right there together uh, in that top those top spots. And I'll tell you what, this Serie A is going to be great coming down to the end. It's going to be really exciting. Well, very good. That's the kicks and dribbles for this week. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. And um, we want to wish you a happy new year at this point. And we will talk to you, of course, next week. Lauren McClay is the technical producer of Kicks and Dribbles. Uh, John Dang handles our sound. And DC McClay, of course, is in our ideas department. Thanks again for tuning in. And uh, please keep washing your hands. Uh, please, uh, you know, six foot distancing between each other so that we can get this pandemic under control. Uh, the vaccines are rolling out now, which is good news. But we need to kind of keep it going um for a, for a while and keep uh, cautious because we want the pandemic to kind of go away so we let the vaccines take control okay so keep your hands washed and uh, keep that social distancing up and that would be a great help indeed oh and by the way don't let your life have too many yellow cards <laughs>